Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock here. PHNX Studios in downtown Phoenix. Special start time, 1 o'clock here on Friday. That's right. We were graced by JV's presence, and we just couldn't wait. We didn't want to wait till 4 p.m. this afternoon. Wanted to get everybody off into their weekend with some Cardinals football talk. You absolutely love to see it, and it's a downtime for the squad right now. Everybody's in hibernation before a robust 2023, but what will that 2023 season look like, and will it be considered a success, not only by the team, but by the fans, the great fans that follow this team? And, you know, it's funny. We put out the show tweet. We got some interesting responses. A lot of people think, oh, I'd love to see the Cardinals make the playoffs, of course, more of that mindset. I'd love to see them take significant strides with their young player development. And then there are some other folks Mm -hmm. that would love to see this team fulfill expectations, at least by Vegas and company, to win minimal games. Yeah, like a test that a class pretty much all unanimously fill. Yeah. We have to grade on a curve. Yes. It's a little, the the stakes are a little bit uh, lower this year for this Arizona Cardinals team. And I think that the expectations need to change. You Mm -hmm. need to grade on a curve. And what would be deemed as an unsuccessful season for most, maybe the KC Chiefs, probably the Philadelphia Eagles that have aspirations of contending for Lombardi, aren't necessarily the expectations of the Arizona Cardinals who hit the full reset button. Yep. We we asked for it, and the organization obliged, and they're delivering that in the form of Monty Ossonfort starting from scratch, yep. tearing it down to the studs, and building this thing back up. And this is the beginning of that. And I think with that comes patience, but also what the expectations look like, what would be deemed a successful season. I think we're going to get into that and start to uh, figure out what that looks like. Yeah, and I think for Jonathan Gannon, and we talked about this yesterday, but like, it's obvious. like He wants to win games, but with the roster that he's going to be given, I think there's going to be a lot of leeway. There's going to be leeway, obviously, by the fans, understanding the situation that the Cardinals are in, and then you know, by the media, it's just like he's not given a full deck, so to speak. No mm-hmm. pun intended. There's significant gaps all over this roster. But I think the the, the confidence that you have now, the renewed confidence of Monty Ossenford after what he did during the draft weekend, I think it gives people hope that well, let's equip this guy with a couple top five to ten picks. Let's let's, you know, take our, our lumps. Let's take mm-hmm. it into the teeth in 2023 to really set yourself up for prolonged, sustained success. And, and, you know, kudos to the fans. Like, they can see the big picture. Whereas, I mean, you could argue 
the uh, aforementioned infamous GM Steve Keim could not. They tried yeah. to go all in, so to speak, every single year to contend and compete. And what you ended up with was a roster that needs a hard reset that they're getting now. Yeah, and I think you you had comments like from Steve Keim, which were crazy to say we're we're all we're never rebuilding, right? We're yeah. always aiming to contend because he had such an uneven tenure as Arizona Cardinals GM, right? Mm -hmm. Came out of the gates with BA. I think BA did a lot of the heavy lifting early on where they had three successful seasons in a row of double digit victories. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the the highest successes of this franchise, especially since it moved to the desert. Yeah. Um, that he he the every other season he had to back get them back into contention in order to justify having his job yeah right and he, you know he he was able to do that but there was no consistent success and what i think monty austin fort is charged with right now is finding a team or building a team that can consistently be successful and with that you have to build the team correctly and what he's doing is he's stripped it down and he's starting at just not even the bones i mean he, he's going to start to raise the foundation of this organization yeah uh, and with that like this season like it's not going to be based on, hey, did you contend for an NFC West? No, like you need to figure out some things, right? As far as the coaching staff goes, as far as the draft class goes, as far as the returning players from the previous regime. Yeah, let's get to some of these comments here. Daniel in the chat, if this team gets one win, I would call that a success. <laughs> Kaim has set us up for failure, and Austin Ford has a terrible mess to clean up. Not quite sold on Austin Ford as of yet. That's fair. They haven't played a game yet. We got to see if these draft picks uh, can make a mark this fall. How about Thunder? I want to see the team operating like pros, reduce penalties massively, good time management, no off-the-field drama. I, I think those are all reasonable requests. I think if you see them get beat, um, they're going to get beat on talent because the talent in certain position groups, as we've outlined, is not great. But I, yeah. I think those are those are fair requests. How about Cole in the chat? Seven-plus wins is a successful season. If I mean, if Jonathan Gannon gets this team, especially without Kyler Murray for large parts of the season, to seven-plus wins... I mean, I don't know how you don't talk about him as one of the best coaches of the year. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, they're, they're going to give the hardware probably to a team that that contends for a first-round buy. Yeah. And is probably you can count on one hand less than a couple fingers as far as how many losses they have that year. But uh, absolutely, if, if he gets seven-plus, that's a, that's, a, that's a miracle. That's a, that's a damn near modern miracle. That's, that's up there with the job that, that I think Pete Carroll – uh, got credit for last season with that Seahawks team that yeah. nobody had any expectations for. But that's that's what you're looking at here. And it may be even more extreme as far as what they've done to start this rebuild. Uh, you know, I, I think, and we've said this before, and I'll continue to say this, that Monty Osfor has his job to do, and it's getting the roster in a position to uh, really to, to get it to the studs and then build from that, right? And, mm -hmm. and find the core players for this. And, and Are they on the roster right now? And then find a successful way or a better, more successful way to build this roster with the proper draft capital and, and cap space, right? But then there's the people as far as the, the coaching staff and, and the players. Like what we're hearing from Monty in the front office and scouting department and, and ownership and what we're hearing from the coaching staff and the players is like coaching staff and the players – they have a different approach to the season than the front office. Yeah. Like they and, and they're not gonna go out there and they're not just gonna lay down and say, Okay, we're you know, we're gonna contend in twenty twenty four, so just 
just, you know, we're going to be a turnstile for everybody else that, that wants to contend. Yeah. So they're saying all the right things. I think they're going to approach it with the professionalism that you want. And they're going to vie for, for future jobs, not only on this roster, but in the league. So with that, you know, I think that you'll see some some more inspired performances. And, and I think, you know, when Daniel's saying one win, there, there's there's different one win teams, right? There's one win teams that can, were competitive that were that were in games that were just maybe not doing the right things at the end of the game to win games and you can come away with moral victories and then there's there's one win teams that are just not competitive and that's that would be a brutal sludge of a season 100% LVL7 the only way to measure success is to be successful which means to be a winning team any other view is a sad mindset to have and a loser's mentality while I agree with that um I also think I mean the, the Cardinals had limitations to what they could add this offseason. And even Michael Bidwell was adamant, like, we can't fill every hole this offseason, which is it's good to hear him say that because it's the first time he seemed, like, rather reserved, like, we're going to build this thing the right way. We're, this is not a retool. He's used that word in the past where it's like, you know, band-aid, quick flip of, of a switch, and the team's competitive yeah. again. Cardinals just their top end yeah. talent. I'm has going been, to the gym every day too. That's right. that's what I have goals for myself. Yeah. I'm gonna get in the best shape of my life. Yeah. Does it happen? No, I'm done after week two. Maybe that's that's being real nice, but it's it, it is a rebuild. Not yeah. to say it's a rebuild is is being a bit naive. I and I think that you obviously have to say the right things in front of your fan base in order to keep people from to, to keep buying jerseys, keep well, buying tickets to game. And I think that's what Cardinal Sin 96 point is, is I would consider five wins a successful season as long as we're consistently competitive each week, not getting blown out every week. Uh, that I would feel is the start in the right direction. And I think like to your point, Cardinal Sin, one of the most frustrating aspects, and there were a lot when you had to endure a Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler, or excuse me, Steve Kime season, Kime and Cliff, is that, they weren't competitive, but they had a bloated roster with talent and money associated mm -hmm. with it. And then not only that, the lack of preparation and attention to detail this we saw from this team where they would just look completely unprepared to start games. Yeah. That has to be gone. Like I can sit objectively as a fan, as can you all, and watch a game and say, yeah, we don't have the talent right now to maybe stay competitive through four quarters, but we have the coaching now that we're overachieving. I think a lot of people would love to see the Cardinals overachieve with the talent that they have because then, then you know, okay, we get a couple players in the draft. We got a Marvin Harrison Jr., right? We got a stud defensive tackle at some point. Well, I trust my coaching to develop these guys, mm. whereas it was reversed with Kime and Cliff, whereas, hey, we have this talent like Zach Allen and uh, Byron Murphy. And these other teams covet them, and we couldn't develop them. Well, then the root problem is the people at the top. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, everybody continues to kill it in the chat. Also on social as well, Twitter, McGoat hit me up saying 0-17 and, and getting Caleb Williams would not, be successful. You're not alone on that. <laughs> yeah, we see, we've seen multiple tweets like that. I mean, they're... We we do tank Tuesdays. Obviously, we 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 cover the fun aspects of of a tanking team, and like I think the reality of this uh, in the way that this roster is constructed for the twenty twenty three season is not conducive to winning football games. Now, could they overachieve? You know, as as we're outlining with with better coaching, being in a better position, with better game planning and better preparation, absolutely, and, and guys uh, being productive that at a, coming out of nowhere and and being productive as far as getting after the quarterback 
creating turnovers, players on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's the quarterback position filling in for Kyler Murray or when Kyler Murray comes back and getting back on track, things that the expectation isn't there or it's not gaining any traction at this point, but can get there by better play and better coaching. So, you know, this roster is – it's not up to par, and that that's what really is driving this conversation. Like, the, what should be deemed a successful season is that we find out a little bit about this coaching staff. Yeah, you know that that they can win that game of chess uh, against the, the the opposing coaching staff. That they can be up to snuff with the game planning. That they can be get up to snuff as far as motivating and putting their players in position for success. Now, are those players are 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 they even like NFL caliber players that that's something we're going to find out. And I think if they can find guys too, and this is part of the success, finding guys that they can move forward with, because there's not a whole lot of people that are locked in. And we'll talk about this later extension candidates for this Cardinals team. Like, that, that you know that you want to move forward. Like, you got to yeah. find out about what Zayvon Collins looks like as a pass rusher, what Isaiah Simmons looks like as a DB, uh, what your rookie class looks like. Can they hang at the NFL level? Are they players you can move forward with? Uh, let's get to some of these pre-show tweets. We asked you all, what does a successful season looks like? And these were two of the first tweets that came out of the gate. How about K2KRN Connection on Twitter? Never quit, competitive and progress team first. And I love that mindset because it's like Mm -hmm. this team won five games with Cliff Kingsbury as a rookie head coach. Like if Jonathan Gannon doesn't equate five wins, is he a failure? No, because if you do those kind of attributes, if you showcase that each and every Sunday, again, I know it's a loser's mentality. You want to win every game that you play. But man, if you're being realistic with this team and where they're at and where Vegas and company feel they're at, Bill Brock, it's like small victories within a four-quarter game, I think you can go a long way with that. Yeah, and Vortex Vision Man saying one game at a time, commanders first. And look, that's the mentality of the coaching staff. And it's like, we're going to have all these big-picture conversations, right? We're going to look ahead to the 2023 season, and we're going to go through all 17 games and say, are they one-win team, two-win team, three-win team? But the mentality of the team and the coaching staff is exactly that. Like. Mm We, when we talked to JG after the schedule was finally unveiled for this upcoming season, we said, what were your takeaways? He's like, week one, Washington. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. he's not thinking ahead uh, as far as, you know, the next week, the home opener against the New York Giants or the week after that and the Dallas Cowboys. We are. Mm-hmm. But the coaching staff ha- and, and the players, I think, have the right mindset. And, it, and, it's, and it's obviously it's very detailed. And I think that it's going to be a, a better product than what we saw before, where it was a lot of, you know, speaking in cliches in coach speak, but not having a lot of substance to where anytime you ask JG or Monty Osenfort or any of his players now, where before you would get maybe an answer to yeah. where I think JG and Petsing and Morales and everybody uh, along with them are following suit to where they'll give you an answer and then they're, they're going to tell you how they arrived at an answer. And it, I think it's it's very refreshing and it's I think it it's going to translate to uh, you know, it just being a coaching staff that I think is, is, is the right one for the, the right coaching staff for this job. It just feels crazy because I think this season is going to be one of the most unpredictable seasons in a good way mm. in recent memory. Because again, when does Kyler Murray return? Does this team take advantage of a fourth place schedule? Are they the team everybody thinks they're going to be in tune of a one or two win team? Or do they have an opportunity to surprise to people? I think it could go... Uh, five to six different directions, frankly, and we're going to have clarity in about mid to late October 
oh, this team has got a sample size of about eight to 10 games. And you know what? They don't look particularly good. Like This is going to be a long season that's going to lead to maybe a Caleb Williams or Kyler Murray's going to come back. He's going to be able to be in a position yeah. to help this team down the stretch, and you could win games that you're not projected to. And that's exciting for a fan base because that that roller coaster, like last year, for instance, we did our preview for the season. Mm-hmm. You and I both were adamant, 9-10 win team. Vegas thought they were 9-10 or 10 win team, and that was so much more disheartening because you had these expectations. The NFC was down. You were a playoff team the year before, and you were an unmitigated disaster on and off the field in tune of three or four wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you're at least not setting yourself up with those expectations. I haven't seen anybody within this fan base say, you know what, if they don't make a playoff run, it's a failure. That's a failure. Everybody has realistic expectations, I think, of where this team is. Yeah, and that's that's good. I mean, it's... It's good because there's not going to be anybody that's going to be blindsided by the end of September. And they're like, what the hell's going on? With this right. Team? Where are they going? This seems like it's off the tracks. We're like, okay, look, we're going to be patient with this. We're going to entrust Monty Awesome for it because we saw what he was able to do during the three the three days of the draft. And he was able to accumulate assets and he was able to shed con- you know guaranteed contract money for future uh, just salary cap money down the line. So, you know, it's... It's it's good for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I think we'll kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Like pre-show, we were discussing like, hey, when does ASU play USC this year? Is it here? Is it there? And we're we're already starting to look at it now. I don't know if we're gonna have a true idea of where this Arizona Cardinals team no. is going by then. It's, it's in September twenty third. Yeah, but it's like we're gonna go at least get our eyes on Caleb Williams, right. for, you know, the first time live and, and just see what the kid's all about, what he looks like. Does does it meet like what we saw? Uh, in the highlights, in the few games again, that we that's saw. that's not an anti-Kyler Murray no. take. That's just, I mean, if you don't think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be scouting Caleb Williams to keep their options open this fall, <laughs> you are nuts. You are outside your mind. Only Steve Kime goes through the scouting season and then decides to flip on Kyler Murray's tape for the first time in March. Yeah. Right? Remember that story? It's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to buy into it. And then I finally watched this tape <laughs> in March before they draft. Right. Monty Osford is not going to do that, even if they firmly believe right now today that K1 is their future. But I mean, like, you gotta be prepared. If this team is two and fifteen, one yeah. and sixteen, and it just you they don't have the depth, they can't compete, it's an all-time bust of a season. I mean, look at their schedule. Like they could beat Washington, they could beat the Giants, and then they would take on Dallas at home Get that very week. week. I mean, they could be they could very well be one and one. At that point, they could be zero and two. At that point, they could be two and zero. At that point, but I'm I'm still going to watch Caleb Williams. One, just play football live and in person, and then two, look at it from hey, could this guy be the future? It's also a, a damn long season. Like we've watched so many Cardinal teams that we feel like, hey, this team's gonna be pretty good. I watched the team circa what 2012 start four and zero, and they like they finished five and 11. So, I mean, it just, that that's, that's the lay of the land when you cover this team and you follow this team. And right now you can follow this team on BetMGM, BetMGM Sportsbook, which is the official sportsbook for PHNX Cardinals this fall at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. We're going to be hanging out every single football Sunday. Myself, my friend, my co-host, Bo Brock, who's rocking the lid right now. We're going to be there home and away. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I want to watch Cardinal football. And if I've got season tickets, I don't know what to do with myself. Come hang out with us and our friends, at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn. They got fantastic food and drink menu, Bo Brock specials. We're going to be out there all football Sunday. We want to hang with you. We want to see this team 
take some strides together with our friends at BetMGM. And right now, you can do the BetMGM bonus bet. So starting Friday, today, June 23rd, BetMGM players will receive a bonus bet upon logging into the app. So grab that Sportsbook app, log in every Friday for the next three weeks. So mark it on your calendar. Claim period extends through Saturday and Sunday, 72 hours to log in and claim it. But log in at any point during the weekend and claim it. If you haven't signed up yet with BetMGM Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Use that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few offers depending on where you live. But for our folks here in Arizona, place your first bet and receive a $1,000, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. And if your team loses again, you're good to go. Make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX, receiving that $1,000 back in bonus bets. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. I'm trying to handicap. Maybe Ben MGM will do this for us while we're out there. How yep. many beers are going to be consumed on any given Several. Sunday? <laughs> Which, how many Four Peaks kilt lifters and Wow Wheats will be put down mm-hmm. on a football Sunday by our crew and everybody that joins us out there at the Ben MGM Sportsbook? It's, yep. it's going to be a large number. It's going to be uh, probably breaking records, and it's going to be the delicious official beer of PHNX. It's Four Peaks. Get in earlier than even the start of the season. Go to Four Peaks, their OG location that's been there over 25 years in Tempe. H Street, the brewery where they brew all their delicious products, including Kilt Lifter, the Wow Wheat. How about any of their IPAs right there? Check it out. Enjoy the atmosphere. Check out a D-backs game while you're there. Uh, Whatever you may be into, they've got a game on. The College World Series continues. Go enjoy a beer. Go enjoy a meal, appetizers, entrees, and desserts. All delicious, all primo at Four Peaks. Check it out for yourself. It's smooth as Corbin Carroll's swing is that rattle on red ale. They got the Sun Brew, and of course, they got the Redbird Lager. Supporting all the local teams as we do over here at PHNX. Make sure as long as you're following on at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram, at Four Peaks Pub on Twitter. Checking out all their events, fourpeaks.com slash events. Stay up to date on Arizona's favorite local brewery four peaks got to be 21 years or older to indulge in the delicious nectar that is four peaks beer and got to be responsible while doing so yeah be responsible with your cash monty austin for it cardinals have upwards of 100 plus million dollars in available cap space comma next free agency period but will the cardinals opt to dabble on some of their internal candidates now right now austin ford only has to hitch his wagon technically to the folks he just drafted last April during the 2023 NFL Draft. But, Bo Brock, we asked this before the show. We're going to pose it to everybody here in the chat. I want everybody to give an example. Who's the next Cardinal to be extended? And while you might say, well, it's got to be Buda Baker, right? Well, I mean, that hasn't happened yet. Right. We left this, you know, the end of you know, minicamp and mandatory OTAs thinking Buda Baker, that's, that's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. So if it hasn't happened by training camp, does it happen at all? Or is somebody like Hollywood Brown, assuming he has a quality year, in line for an extension? But I'm going to start with you. Yeah. In your opinion, knowing you're, you're around Monty Austin for damn near every day, it, being around him, seeing what he's done so far, who would you put the best money on to get the next extension with Arizona? Yeah, it's, it's tough to pinpoint, right? Because we haven't seen him kind of be 
proactive yeah. as far as retaining players on the current roster because they're from the Steve Kyam Cardinals days. Yeah. So, but then you look at his where he's been emphasizing just building the roster and its premium positions, and I think you're starting to see like around the league, not only with like edge rushers, tackles, quarterbacks, obviously, and cornerbacks, that teams are starting to emphasize wide receivers. And I think if he's going to be proactive and get ahead of things, a guy like Hollywood Brown would probably be his first place he goes. Yeah. I, I think that Buda Baker is probably something that's in the works as far as a restructure or some sort yeah, of Yeah, and reworking. that might not constitute an extension. Right. That might just mean here's some as more As far money. as trying to keep people around beyond 2023, I think a guy like Hollywood Brown makes the most sense. Maybe being proactive with a guy like Josh Jones also would be uh, something he would be pro, but those are the premium positions. And then you start to look at other guys like Isaiah Simmons. Like I think he would have to play his way into an extension. Uh, if you're trying to get ahead of some things, maybe a, a, a Marco Wilson going into his third year instead of maybe letting the, the, the clock start to tick beyond 2023, he would be going into a contract year in 2024. I'll, I'll throw one out that somebody in the chat just mentioned. I think it's out of left field. I think Zayvon Collins, again, I know he's playing a new position this year, but of all the positions you just mentioned outside of wideout, I mean, that's a premium position yeah. that being an edge rusher. And this guy, it sounds like, has ingratiated himself with the coaching staff. He's at everything. He's doing everything. What if Zayvon Collins has a 10-sack season? Yeah. And they're like, well, we want to be aggressive. We want to get ahead of your market. You, you project well. You played all 17 games. You're going into your fourth year, and he has that fifth-year option. Mm -hmm. But that fifth-year option becomes bloated if he's playing a new position. I think that's somebody next offseason, if he plays well, maybe they say do it back-to-back, -back, or maybe they say you're exactly what we want. You're a mm -hmm. team guy first, you're, and you're not a me guy. He's super low-key. He's a glue guy. He learned from J.J. Watt. Uh, of all the players we're rooting for, and we root for everybody on this show, Zayvon Collins would be a great kind of reclamation project. Not that he was ruined by the by the prior regime, but it's like, let's assume things, in, in my opinion, are going to flame out with Isaiah Simmons. He's going to be one and done for JG. He's going to leave and go play elsewhere. It would great. It would be great to see one of the prior inside backers that Kime took in the first round yeah. stick, unlike Hassan, unlike Isaiah, and, and play a, a key position long-term. I'd love to see that. Emma, we had a graphic yesterday that we used as far as the biggest roster holes uh, in the NFL or what they deemed, and they had the Arizona Cardinals defensive front as as the top one. Uh, but if you just kind of look around the league and the, the rest of these holes, I think in some way, like seven of the ten have to really do with the pass rush, whether it's just the, the entire defense or it's edge yeah. or defensive line Time or to defensive invest. ends. It's, it's, it's a premium. It, it's something that's scarce as far as the rest of the league and if you can find a guy, I, I completely agree with this. It's like if Zavin moves to edge or defensive end, it, it's why Washington declined Chase Young's uh, fifth-year option. It it inflates to make twenty million a season. Hundred percent. So if you get to if you talk to Zavin, his representation, if he's having success this season in his new position, and you can negotiate, you say, hey, we're going to decline your fifth-year option. It would be, be way too much money, too big of a cap hit early on for what we're trying to do, but we're going to give you more total money yeah. down the line that just makes all the sense of the world. I like that one. How about this from Thunder? I agree with this. Zavin is a highly intelligent player, hardworking, great communicator, physical monster. Monty's kind of guy. He's at everything. He does everything. 
I have not seen him play a down of edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to go back and look at some of the Tulsa highlights when they would let him as a 4-3 outside backer rush the passer. Mm -hmm. And he's a great coverage player. But they see this kid, and he's, what, 6'4 and a half, 6'5", 260, and he's built like a house. They're going to put him at defensive end. And I, I would even argue, Bo Brock, like the sacks are important, but like the Cardinals are so poor against the run. Like, can he come in and be a plus run defender? There's significant value in that. And then if he's got, I believe at the end of the year, if the, if the arrow's pointing up, let's say he starts out slow, and I'm going to give Zavin immense leash this year, immense mm -hmm. rope in terms of watching his development. September and October, let's say two sacks, right? But November, December, let's say he gets six sacks. That's what I want to see because it's like, oh, okay, the lights come on. Give him some time to get... Uh, you know, experience at the position, mix in the younger guys, absolutely. But he's such an easy player to root for, and I, I hope he gets a second deal with the Cardinals. I, I, obviously, he's got to earn it, but he he had immense talent. The Las Vegas Raiders in that draft a couple of years ago were going to take him right behind Arizona, so it's not like he was overdrafted, and who mm -hmm. knows, they might have played him an edge rusher to begin yeah. with. I thought when they drafted him, I said, that's a 3-4 outside linebacker with somebody who can also put his hand in the dirt. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. They know what they're doing with this kid. It's not, he, he wasn't like, Crosby was before that, right? Years before that. So it wouldn't have. Yeah, they yeah. get, J John Gruden in his last draft, they were going to take him. The Cardinals picked 16, Raiders were like at 18. Yeah. So a, a lot of people are like, this is a reach. He was a top 20 prospect in that draft. Now that draft included Micah Parsons and everybody that was, a, yeah. it was a bullish star-studded draft for the first, what? 14 picks, and then Mac Jones and Zayvon yeah. Collins. It's like uh, it, if Steve Kime is a starting pitcher and he gets tabbed for the players he left on base for yeah. earned runs, like if he has the last two first-round picks that he selects and they don't get their fifth-year option after having a, a tenure of 10 years where yeah. he didn't have a high batting average on that, it, it would just – you would – you would like to see him at least not for Steve Kimes' benefit, but just for the Cardinals and it's it it the health of their their roster going forward. Zayvon Collins getting retained because outside of like Kyler Murray, DJ Humphreys, there just weren't first round picks that a had their fifth year option picked up or received an extension. And if if one of those guys and more more than likely Zayvon because they already declined the fifth year option on Isaiah Simmons, you know if, if Zayvons can play his way into a premium position. And, and make himself, you know, valuable enough to stick around beyond his fourth season with the Cardinals, which is next year. Mm -hmm. that, would, that would be just a big win for for this organization post, you know, the unceremonious end to Steve Kime. Yeah, I'm looking at multiple draft reports now on Zayvon Collins circa, you know, 2021. A lot of people had him as an edge rusher. So, again, I, it just it speaks to Gannon and Austin Ford immediately watched his tape. And probably turned on a little bit of Tulsa tape and said, we're, we're not going to screw around with this. Like, he's big enough. He's physical enough. Has, has he played any inside linebacker during open uh, no. practices no. at all? Uh, if anything, he's out there at the at, as far as outside linebacker in a 4-3 setup. There's, there's no where he's not standing up off ball with a Kazir White when he was healthy earlier in OTAs and camp uh, or a Josh Woods. It, I mean, it... You see the profile of what Gannon and Rollis want from their their inside linebackers. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just doesn't fit it. He fits more like the Hassan Reddick, you know, sweat roles that they had in Philly. 
it, it's not a six five, two hundred and sixty five pound guy that that is is athletic for his size. I think that they want to harness that and put it at the edge and, and get him after the quarterback. So it's the days of him playing off ball inside linebacker are just there. It seems like they're done. Mm-hmm. And they have a they have an idea of what they want from that position, and it's not physical freaks in the sense of six four, you know, two sixty. It's literal freaks like the kid they drafted out of Auburn, who is what six foot. Yeah, uh, Owen from from Owen Auburn. Papo. Owen Papo from Auburn. That's the kind of freak that they want. Kazir White, T.J. Edwards, undersized guys by conventional sense that can that can fly around. And I I think. They're going to put their resources, their premium resources up front on the line of scrimmage. And if you're trying to hedge, well, then what are they going to pay for? I would say the line of scrimmage play. There's a reason why Philadelphia has been as successful as they have been consistently is when you have an elite offensive and defensive line, it allows a huge margin for error. Your quarterback can develop on the fly like Jalen Hurts, right? You can have turnovers and still come away victorious. They, They had so many instances in that first year with Gannon and company in 2021, they made the playoffs. I think their turnover margin was negative at one point that year, but they had the kind of players you wanted up front uh, on the offensive line, Lane Johnson and company and their defensive line. They've just continued to pipe in resources. And so Zayvon Collins, Maje Samuels, Cameron Thomas, BJ Ojolari. And then, I mean, the first two picks for the Austin Ford era, Offensive and defensive line. When they, yeah, when they were trying to under the first year of Sirianni, when they were developing Jalen Hurts and they were waiting for his game, especially as a passer, to mature a little bit, they became a run-heavy offense yep. with a defensive, an opportunistic defense that was that would generate pressure and gener- and create turnovers. And they had just a they strung together a bunch of games where they get crucial turnovers mm-hmm. from the defense and then they ground and pound it. If that's what the Arizona Cardinals the first year under JG talk about what would look successful, that would be huge. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Hurts threw 16 touchdown passes that year. And they <laughs> and they made the playoffs because of this this mentality. And a lot of people say well Gannon's defense was terrible that year. It wasn't terrible. We talked to Jeff uh, Kerr from CBS Sports, mm-hmm. they were still top 10 in a lot of advanced metrics that year. Just the talent wasn't that great, right? They didn't have noticeable talent. He developed guys. And you're going to see this come to fruition with Gannon and company, I believe, this year. is They're going to have players who are putting in positions to to play long-term for the first time in a while. Maybe Josh Woods, right? They're going to be led by Kazir White in that linebacking core. But these some of these defensive linemen like Maje and Cameron that are not household names, 2024 rolls around and it's like, oh yeah, these guys, these are they're solidified players now. And that's the biggest indictment of Vance Joseph and company. They couldn't do that ever. It was like, just keep cycling veterans out there that are maybe making a little bit more, but they weren't drafted as high as some of the the pre-existing talent. They just couldn't keep any continuity with that. Mm-hmm. And Philadelphia, they were the model success for continuity. It's it's interesting. Like I, I really felt this way with the previous coaching staff and Steve Kime and his front office, like they took these super versatile players. Yeah. They, they like these souped up sports cars. And then they're like, okay, we're just going to go drive them around the parking lot. We're just going to take them for a stroll because we don't want, and and that's, that's going to be fine for us. That's going to get us to where we want to go to be satisfied with our purchase. We're going to take all like these souped up, really expensive sports cars that we're going to pay a premium for Mm -hmm. first round picks but we're we're too scared to really tap in to their athleticism, their physicality, and their versatility. Where I think JG sees this is like, 
fuck. Yeah. I got Zayvon Collins. This guy's a 6'5", 260 mm-hmm. freak with, yep. who's faster, more twitchy than guys his size. Let's put him at the position where he can make the biggest impact. Yep. 100%. If you look at the 2022... He's on the that, Autobahn. That's right. <laughs> it's like, let's open this thing up. Check out the roster for Philly last year and tell me that you, if you project Reed Blankenship, who is their starting free safety and is going to be their starting free safety, is a household name. This is a guy who was undrafted, right, that had bounced around the NFL and was a key contributor for the Eagles secondary. You're telling me they can't do that with the pre-existing talent the Cardinals have? Somebody like Josh Sweat, I know it was a first-round pick. You think about the stretches he had of excellence with Jonathan Gannon. I don't, I don't have any less confidence than I did with somebody like Todd Bowles with JG that if they draft defensive players high, that they will be contributors. Like you always have outliers, people like Kim Dietschy and company, if you don't bet their character, injury concerns. But it's, I mean, you look at the flip side, it's like what they're doing with Michael Wilson right now. It's like, This guy's got all the ability in the world and everybody's adamant. We've had folks from Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus on this show. If he can stay healthy, and he obviously has the right character coming out of the Pac-12, this is somebody that's going to contribute at the NFL level at a high level. Right away. Right away. Potentially. I mean, obviously, there's there's the uh, reality of how tough it is to be successful at the NFL level. But to just say, hey, he can't do it just because there's not a like a history of doing it. I mean, right. there, there, is a, there is a history of doing it. I mean, people view the draft as an opportunity to get better. And some people view it as an opportunity to just you know, add some players here and there. Where I think JG and Monty Osford view these guys as that they, they expect to contribute right away. Yeah, I just Kime was. If you asked him behind the scenes, I do. I firmly believe he he built his teams through free agency, and there was always going to be a shelf yeah. life for that. They 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 were so active, and some guys he hit on, and then and other times, I mean, the the roster deterioration happened fast, and it just it didn't pan out. I'm gonna tell you what does pan out though. My relationship with Circle K. Now <laughs> I, I did have to pivot off of my hometown Maricopa Circle K as I've made the move to the East Valley. However. I am now Farewell. in the mix for a couple new spots. I dabble all Circle Ks mm-hmm. uh, when I have the opportunity, but I need my go-to close to my place here in the East Valley. So I'm taking recommendations. It's like I'm being courted, right? It's like I'm taking <laughs> a free agency You're tour. Like the, the D-Hop free no, agency I, this tour? Is, this is the first-class <laughs> tour. That That's the C-League tour. You're not tour. flying Southwest? I'm not visiting with the with the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. I'm visiting with my my good friends at Circle K. If you're, if you're not checking out all the great stuff they have going on, what are you waiting for? Text PHNX right now to 31310. You can do it right now. Take your smartphone, mobile device. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Now, what does that mean? It means you're going to get entered in a bevy of discounts and promotional codes, including the buy one, get one free 32-ounce Polar Pop. Hells yes. Double down with your Polar Pops. One, two for the price of one. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator. That's circlek dot com slash store dash locator to find the nearest circle k's to you you've already got a uh a best friendship with circle k Correct. right you guys are like two peas in a pod you're going to become best friends with our friends over at more furniture as well because i know you just made the big move and you've got to retool some things you might need to bolster your living room your dining room mm-hmm. new layouts out there and i know your wife is probably already on morefurniture.com of course of picking course. out some great furniture and going to take advantage of that white glove delivery that i Bet you wish you could have taken advantage of while you're just moving from the Cope to the East Valley. 
you can do it for yourself as well. Go to morefurniture.com. Buy all the great furniture that they have on their website. Maybe check them out. The brick and mortar setup out there on McDowell and 44th Street. And take advantage of that white glove delivery because they'll deliver it to your place. They'll get rid of all the packaging materials. They'll set it up for you. That means you're not going to be sitting there frustrated trying to put together uh, some directions in Swedish uh, and, and trying to put together furniture. They'll do it for you and they'll put it exactly where you are where you want it without you having to lift a finger. Just uh, hit that to confirm the purchase uh, button on the website there. They'll help furnish anything in your house. They help furnish our studios here at PHNX. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley by going to morefurniture.com. Uh, so I want to talk about Caleb Williams for a second because we touched on him during the first segment. Uh, USC plays ASU September 23rd here in the Valley. We're going we're gonna to try to go hang out and watch Caleb Williams that day. And again, I, you know, I love Kyler Murray, obviously, but it, it's a conversation starter. And I, we wouldn't talk about it if the people didn't want to talk about it. And I just got a couple notifications after the show had started, like the, the, this season is success if we get Caleb Williams. And it's like, okay, so you start to peruse around like BetMGM and you look at the Vegas odds and they're still holding strong. Mm-hmm. That number one, Caleb Williams is minus five fifty to be the first overall pick. So if you're not if you're not doing that, you're it's it's a it's a it's a risk, right? Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he comes back for another. Do season. we have our odds? Do we have the Cardinals odds again? I think we we keep this holster, don't we? As far as I can, sorry, t- I know him in my head. I, know I, I do are. too. It's eighteen percent for their own pick and thirteen percent for the Texans pick, right? It's a it's a one in three odds that they have the first overall pick. I apologize. We're, we're using different software to do this show, not our normal where we have it. We just ready at the the drop. Producer M has got the odds. This is via ESPN's Football Power Index, and it, this is one of the most incredible graphics that you'll ever see. <laughs> and this is uh, well, <laughs> no, our guy, I, I just I just our mean, guy speaking in hyperbole. No, no, no I'm being serious. Like in terms it is of the, the greatest con- the content, graphic. The you context. Will ever set All right, your, assholes. The context of the graphic is Look one of the most beauty. incredible. To have the number one pick is the odds are favoring two teams. <laughs> I would say significantly. I mean, the Cardinals, via their own pick, have almost double the odds of any other team. And then you just have that little buffer where, oh, by the way, Houston obviously has this as well. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Minus five fifty. Caleb Williams is the top pick. Cardinals one in three sh- chance to get the top pick. I don't know. I just it. We got to see this team over the course of 17 games, obviously. But I, I, is it too early to start watching YouTube highlights of the kid from last year? No, I mean, and I think it's it's not too early to to get ourselves into Sun Devil Stadium to to watch yeah. the young man play some football. He's electric, no doubt about it. So is Kyler Murray. No, you know, it's we're we're not going to deny that as well. And you see, yeah, I, I agree with Rob. Five percent on the Rams is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, and I think it, that that percentage could go up significantly given you know the status of their starting quarterback and you know what beyond Aaron Donald can anybody play on that defense um I think they're a huge threat to get Caleb Williams yeah I think I think Tampa has too many investments on that roster well, let's talk about it. I wanted to let's to, see those odds again, as far time, as Emma. like teams that could be that can end up with worse records than the Arizona Cardinals who right now have a, as if you just do this quick maths 31 percent maths right plural. If, okay. you just, if you just add the percentages and I don't think that's how you you just add up fractions, but I need a calculator. <laughs> as far as teams that could be worse than the Cardinals, I think the Rams are certainly in that conversation because if they're, what's what's their backup right now? The Rams backup yeah. is Wolford John Wolford. No, still on the he's roster? he's on the he's on the Bucks roster. Here's what, here's I'm gonna walk you through a hypothetical with the Rams. Is it Stetson? Is he their backup? 
Oh yeah, I forgot are about they going... Seth. It, it, he definitely is their backup. Then he's going to be active. He was like a fourth round pick. Yeah. yeah, or a third or a fourth. He was he was a high enough draft pick. They're not going to cut him or stash him on the practice squad. So Sean McVay is if Brett like, Rippin right now is on their roster. I think he stands to be QB two. They are year to year with McVay. It does feel like yeah. that, doesn't it? That he he's expecting his first child. Maybe he goes into broadcasting, tries to be at home for a little bit more. Um, their owner is. I, I'll be honest, one of the most aggressive and successful owners in all of sports, and Stan Kroenke. Yeah, he just won an NBA championship. And a Stanley Cup. Yeah. He's got a Stanley Cup. In a, a, you don't think he looks at Caleb Williams as a meal ticket, potentially being in L.A. with USC. I think if the Rams start off like it's just marketing juggernaut. The I, second biggest media market. They finally have their first-round pick back after all those years of trading it away. Like they were the sons of the NFL. Is this a secret <laughs> for like draft capital? Is this a secret tank job by the LA Rams? Like, would that be disheartening for Cardinal fans? Let's say the Cardinals are picking two and like six and the Rams are picking one. Is that disaster for you? Do you feel like that's the worst case scenario? Probably. Cause if you're picking two, you might as well be picking one. Uh, here, here's what, like I, cause I emphasize this when like you're, you're staring down potentially gifting Will Anderson at the time to a Seattle, right. Who was sitting at five. Yeah. Well, the Cardinals were it's at the conversation we have many right? times where I think with Monty Austin Fort and, and the rebuild that he's staring down. And I think he's a little bit ahead of LA in their rebuild. Okay. Uh, because he, he started tearing things down and LA is, is holding on for the most part to a little bit of the previous uh, team that went, to the Super Bowl, right? And then bought them out last year. I think that you can't worry yourself with what the Rams are going to do. Like they can, they they could bottom out to get to Caleb Williams, but you're still sitting there with two premium first round picks. Right. You're still looking at potentially two fop, top five picks with, uh, and, and you can get yourself, oh, you got Caleb Williams. That's nice. You got the probably the, the most uh, solid, you know, generational talent in this draft in Marvin Harrison Jr. I also think Sean McVay is too good of a coach. Unless they're purposely trying to lose games yeah. on his way out to to have the top pick, I, you saw at the end of is last year. Is he so much of a wild card that he could step away during the season? I think I, I, I think so. Yeah, I if, think so. If Kroenke and and Leslie there are putting the pressure on him to to maybe not give their best, give their all in game plan up to what McVay considers their roster is terrible. It's awful. It's it's but can he? elevate some of these guys that we don't we're familiar with like cam Akers right now is still their running back one they've got tyler higby at, at tight he's a solid player their offensive line's not not awful but like can cooper cut if cooper no Cup their comes, offensive line is awful no, outside of a steve avila steve yeah Avelia. should have been an arizona cardinal <laughs> um if cooper cup comes back and is healthy they're not getting the number one pick i think he is that important to what they do i think with cooper cup who is russ yeast He's a starting safety for him. I think that's my baker. Kobe Durant. <laughs> you employ a baker. Is I do. He's very, he's very yeasty. Rusty. Christian yeasty. Roseboom is their inside backer. Their secondary. Bobby Brown. Rest, not the singer. Nope. I mean, this is it's real bad. This but is a again, tank job. This is an egregious tank job. Is it the tank that not a lot of people are talking about? Uh, Rafa in the chat. Rams are literally Cup and Darnold. Could both those guys be dealt by the trade deadline? What like if this team's two and seven? Wh when do they just? Start? I don't think they have the balls to trade those two guys. Oh, I think so. Let's need trades anybody. I mean, the the three like legitimate Rams fans would be upset. It. 
we're going to be in a position. We've talked to NFL insiders on this show. Yeah. The pressure to get Caleb Williams is going to start to mount for teams in I like mid to late October. And you're going to start to feel the sense of where like a McDan Josh McDaniels, yeah. could he be sidestepped by ownership and saying, you're going to get fired anyway. We're, this is what's happening. When will owners start to feel that pressure of this season is lost? Yeah. Is it going to happen with Michael Bidwell? Is it going to happen with Stan Kroenke? Is it going to happen with Bullcut McGee with the LA or with the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders? Um, when will the season be lost for some of these teams and how quickly will they pull the ejector seat and say, Oh yeah, I'm looking ahead to next April. I want this player. We are, we are going to start Jeff Driscoll. We are going to start Stetson Bennett and we know we're completely outmatched because that's, that's what we always talk about. Self-sabotage. We should put that on a t-shirt. The Cardinals aren't tanking. It's it's roster self-sabotage right. if they don't play Kyler Murray and they play Jeff Driscoll or David Blau. And, and I agree with Bucky Bird here saying it sure does seem like teams likely to be the worst in the NFL to start a season, rarely get the number one pick. Like yeah. I feel recently that that's been the case. It's like uh as far as these teams like to go wire to wire, it rarely happens, yeah. right? To to the expectation to be horrible and to truly be horrible. And it's hard. Like, we even saw it. Like, I've mentioned this a bunch of times. The Texans were holding on to that number one pick until they didn't. They took one misstep. They effed up and won one game at the wrong time. And next thing you know, the Bears are the ones that are atop the draft and trading for a haul. And nobody down. thought the Bears were going to have the top pick last year entering no. the season. I think a lot of Eberflus, you know, second year for Justin Fields. When we talk about success, that's I look to that team as, as what a successful 2023 could be for the Cardinals to show fight to not necessarily win football games to maintain a striking distance of this really rock solid 2024 draft with Marvin Harrison Jr. Caleb Williams, well, what, Drake May. what did they do too before the season? They and they well, during the season they got rid of Roquan Smith. They cut all their yeah. veterans. What did the Cardinals just do? They cut DeAndre Hopkins for 21 million dollars in, in dead cap. There are some similarities. Anybody uh, else in this conversation for you? I mean, you mentioned the pumpkin. Pipe haircut at freak the Raiders. I think I think they're close to the top of the list. Commanders. Now I think Rivera is too good of a coach. I think I think they're purgatory, not good enough. Purgatory five and six wins at their at their basement. They have a their offensive and defensive line is really strong. And I I would look toward teams in the AFC that do not have a quarterback. And you're hitching your wagon Vegas to Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not healthy right now, and right. you play in the AFC West. You're going. You're going to lose the large majority of your games, and so uh, Vegas is consistently my pick because McDan McDaniel's probably should have been fired last year. Right. I mean, he could be coached for his life. It doesn't matter. He's right. a bad coach. Right. And then you got like McVay. You've got you won't elevate guys like Chandler Jones who can check out. Just give me my fat check. Devontae Adams doesn't want to be there. It sounds like their their defense is terrible. Vegas to me is very, very competitive. I think for them. the Colts are Jonathan Taylor, and he's got a lot of wear and tear, a lot of mileage over the last couple of seasons away, injury away. Uh, because if, if Anthony Richardson's going to take a lot of maturing, yeah. developing the quarterback position, I think the Colts could be in that conversation. Could that turn into a Rosen scenario yeah, they, for you? Ooh. You'd have to see what he looks like. I mean, if he's electric and they say, well, we could set ourselves up. You'd have to be convinced, though, that he was your guy. Yeah. that's That'd be tough because you're selling a quarterback when you're out. I mean, like, it's funny. I don't want to transition too hard into this, but I wanted to bring this up today. Did you see what Adam Schefter said about Trey Lance on Pat McAfee? Said that 
their teams aren't calling. The Niners basically made him available but didn't. Yeah. Sam Darnold is going to be the number. He thinks Sam Darnold is going to be the number two quarterback and that Trey Lance, like, you, there's, it's not even worth trading him because what you would get is just laughably bad at this point. He said that in so many words. I'm I'm. Did you see the video from Tight End U where they had Trey Lance throwing passes? I did George not. Kettle. How'd that George look? Kittle makes a catch, outstretches for a catch, and then comes over to Lance and he's like, "Hey, get that, arm. <laughs> get that arm up." Hospital, <laughs> hospital balls. Yeah, he's throwing him hospital. Was like, "Hey, let's not let's not uh, make these guys stretch great. out it's or great, get alligator it? arms because you can't make a simple throw from ten yards out." Uh, Joel in the chat. Success will be the first and second picks. Caleb and Marvin being the draft prizes steep learning curve this year. And who knows what Petsing's offense is going to look like. It's, it's really hard to get the first pick. If your coaching staff is quality, usually like first overall pick, how many times do those guys get to keep their job? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're a coach and you get the first pick and you're also the coach again, like Levy Smith was unfortunately the sacrificial lamb and they stuck it to the Texans in that final week of the season. The only examples I can think of, so the Jaguars actually had back-to-back -to -back top picks. Yeah, that was bad. Um, the Browns had back-to-back -to -back top picks. The Jags and the Jets were top of the draft when they took Lawrence and Wilson. I was I was pretty su not surprised and not surprised that you didn't see any sort of progress from year to year from those two teams. Well, Zach Taylor, to me, is the one that stands out. Where He was not a good coach before Joe Burrow. Oh, 20, yeah, yeah. 2019, he was awful, and I thought probably should have been fired. They kept him. They took Burrow. And then two years later, they get to a Super Bowl. And I think he's the one example, though. It's like, well, can you see enough from if the Cardinals get the number one pick through their own accord? It's like their number one pick. They go two and 15. You would need to see a good amount from Jonathan Gannon, not to retain him because he's going to get retained regardless. But for a fan base like like I if I was a Bengals fan in 2019, I probably wouldn't want Zach Taylor to be mm -hmm. my coach. So that's an interesting dynamic, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that and we've heard this before. uh Benjamin Albright might have, might have told, said this even on air, like saying that J Jonathan Gannon was willing to take on criticism his first year as 100%. Eagles DC. Said, "Hey, you work on on building up this this roster overall, yeah. and if it's at you know if I don't benefit from it from having talent on the roster, I'm willing to to take those lumps year one. And you, you look at how the the defense is set up right now for the Cardinals. A lot of unknowns, like Nick Rollis." Like if the defense struggles year one under Nick Rollis, I think he'll receive more grace than if the offense struggles under Drew Petson. You think so? Because even with a defensive head coach, because here's the thing: a lot of people are going to look at the offense and say it's it's not in good shape until Kyler Murray comes back. I have I think a lot of people have realistic expectations. Like Colt McCoy is a backup, right? Whereas the defense, even though their defensive line is terrible, according to a lot, like they've got first rounders all over the defense. They mm -hmm. just may not play good positions anymore. Their, their original draft position, they have Buddha, they have Jalen. Marco Wilson was a starter last year. You know, Kazir White's very capable. I I am very, uh, very much of the mindset, like people go after the head coach for their specialty. And when you're, if you're an offensive head coach, just like Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. and your offense is terrible. Or middle of the road. When right. It's just like, what do you even yeah. do here, Cliff? Yeah. If Gannon's defense has given up 30 points per game through six weeks, people are going to be like, he can't coordinate, which is ridiculous. But that that happens. Whereas the off if the offense is terrible without Kyler Murray, well, then I'm Kyler Murray. So it's just like, okay, what are you going to do? And then people are going to people are going to be more critical, I think, of the quarterbacks than, than Drew Petsy. I think we're going to hear Clayton Toon's going to be the most popular person in the Valley, I mm -hmm. think, by the end of September. Because I... 
as much as I like Colt McCoy, we're gonna have Sundays where Colt McCoy looks like Colt McCoy. And it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Who's the real Colt McCoy? Uh, the broadcasting one because that should be his real profession right now come uh, on man I, i'm sorry Is that's it, disrespectful the guy's played six games in the last two years and we've seen three just, good just performances feels checked seen- out to me when when we hear from him i i want interesting if you're not gonna win me games at least be interesting uh and i need something to take my mind off of colt mccoy playing i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna do instead okay. all summer free bowling octane raceway and maverick hello now that I'm in the East Valley, I'm going to be te- checking out the free bowling with my son. Kids bowl for free program. It's fantastic. Grow the game. Children 15 and under are eligible, not for one, but for two free games a day, which is fantastic. Octane Raceway and Maverick, one of our favorite spots. We have PHNX outings anytime we can. Axe throwing, go-karts, tons of good stuff. Great food, beverages, drink specials, whatever you want to do. Book some fun this summer at Octane Raceway and Maverick. Again, virtual reality laser tag getting the air conditioning out of the heat tons of different events and um yeah you can check out all and more octaneraceway.com maverick.com to learn more yeah i got some family coming into town and said what, what are we gonna get together and do easy octane yep. mavericks That's no right. doubt about it also i'm gonna tell them about shady ray he's gonna spread the gospel about premium polarized shades look at those beauties if you're watching us on youtube johnny's got his uh what, fantastic which ones are those the, the elite. I just call yeah, them the, the elite. elite. The timbers or yeah. whatever. The elite. The, the, the classic elites. Yeah. No, the classic timbers. The, the classic, classic timber timbers. The <laughs> say elite one more time, <laughs> would you? But they are elite, and you can uh, save big on these unbelievable shades by going to shadyrays.com. Of course, the sunglasses that have been given five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people, and get fifty percent off two or more pairs polarized sunglasses take advantage of the best deal of the summer season when it's so important to keep your eyes protected with that polarization you got the independence day sale it's going to go on as well uh this independence day sale starts in about a week just keep that in mind but in the, in the meantime take advantage of 50 percent off two or more pairs polarized sunglasses at shadyrays.com i'm on shady rays right now so it's the black timber pol- polarized the, the classic these what are Emma said. these are 50 bucks and then you get more money off. Yeah. They're basically free. And they look better than a lot of the, let's just call them overrated, high-priced shades that you can get. I have those. Yeah. You know what they're doing right now? They're in they're, the garbage. <laughs> they're in a dumpster. <laughs> they're collecting dust right there in the center console of my truck. My wife loves these. I love these. I swim with them on. I run with them on. They Come I throw, on. I, I throw, I do. You don't run. Come on. <laughs> you don't run. I'm not looking svelte in my black uh, PHNX Cardinals <laughs> t-shirt, which you can get right now at the merchandise locker. I had somebody ask me the other day, Bo, when is the best time to go to the locker and load up? Uh, anytime is the best time right now. Mm-hmm. All the Sun stuff, I'm jealous right now. It's, they got good vibes. They got Bradley Beal. They got Kevin Durant. They got a bunch of t-shirts to pick from. So what you can do right now ahead of the Summer League in July, load up on Suns. And then turn right around in August. Come hang out with us at BetMGM and rock your PHNX Cardinal gear. And here, if you come up to us during BetMGM Sundays, Bo Brock, myself, and you're repping PHNX Cardinal gear, you get a drink from us. That's right. On the house from us, hanging out every single Sunday. In the meantime, become a well. Diner. You get well, whatever you yeah, drink. I, or I, you, don't, I, you don't get to she, pick your drink. We're going to pick it for you. <laughs> It may be ice water certain Sundays, but maybe we'll have a certain ex-Cardinal Frank Sanders sign your shirt. That, that might be enticing enough. Yeah. Um, but check us out all more. Go phnx.com. We had our uh, big bad meeting with the GM today, mm-hmm. uh, and he was telling us some incredible things there in the works. 
that it only benefits for you to be a diehard, that you can take advantage of all the great things that are becoming your way from this this incredible podcast, PHNX Cardinals, and our partnership at BetMGM. Yeah. You might even want to just get ahead of things and become a diehard today. Unlock all the articles on the website, go phnx.com. Get in on the exclusive member Discord. Talk Cardinals football beyond showtime. We, we love talking with you in the chat, but we'll talk with you all day in the Discord. Got to become a diehard to do so. Can't wait to unveil all the things that are in the works here. PHNX Sports and PHNX Cardinals. Uh, we're back on Monday. We've had a phenomenal week. Thanks again to Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports. Rain and hot fire yesterday. Had some JG takes. Had some Kyler Murray takes. What do you got here? Oh man, is that the number one enemy of the Arizona Cardinals? Can we can we can we unveil that on the show? Right I don't now? know. I, we'll just say that there's something in the works. We might be talking to the Cardinals' number one enemy, uh, trying to set something up, and something's in the works. Wow, how about that for a tease? In the meantime, yeah. like and subscribe. Thank you to producer Emma making us look great every single showtime. He's Bull Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports wherever you get your podcasts. Whip out that smartphone. We do audio-only podcasts. Subscribe, follow right now. Everybody have a beautiful weekend here in the Valley and or otherwise where you're hanging out. Bo and I, back on a Monday. 